Upon his first encounters with the native people he discovered in the West Indies, Columbus was struck by, by their kindness, generosity, and physical beauty. In a letter to the king and queen of Spain, he explained they are very simple and honest and exceedingly liberal with all they have, none of them refusing anything he may possess when he is asked for it. They exhibit great love toward all others in preference to themselves. In his own journals, he was even more complimentary. They are the best people in the world and above all the gentlest, without no knowledge of what is evil, nor do they murder or steal. They love their neighbors as themselves, and they have the sweetest talk in the world, always laughing. They broke in. Unquote. Hmm? A few pages on in, one of the most chilling privets in recorded history, Columbus wrote they would make fine servants with 50 men who we could subjugate them all and make them do whatever we want. The word gold appears 75 times in just the first two weeks of Columbus's journal entries. The celebrated explorer's obsession with accumulation of gold led to a hellish system in which Indians who failed to deliver their assigned quota of gold had their limbs hacked off. That there was little gold to be found on these islands didn't matter to the Europeans, as the otherwise admiring Columbus biographer Samuel Eliot Morrison admits, there was no escape from the maniacal Europeans, quote, those who fled to the mountains were hunted with hounds, and those who escaped starvation and disease took toll, while thousands of the poor creatures in desperation took cassava poison to end their miseries. Morrison estimates that a third of the 300,000 Taino perished in just two years, from 1494 to 1496, and by the 1508, only 60,000 survived. Within a few decades, only a few hundred of the best people in the world were left. I visited Casa de Colón, a museum devoted to Christopher Columbus on the island of Gran Canaria. Lodged in a building Columbus supposedly stayed in when he stopped over on his voyages. The only mention I could find of interactions with native people was a recreation of a Vatican document specifying that the Taino were to be treated well. Surely one of the most profoundly ignored proclamation ever. It occurred to me that this omission was like a Hitler museum failing to mention the Holocaust. What happened to the Taino was just a taste of the genocide that awaited the native people of the New World. By 1600, over 90% of the native population of Americas was gone. A staggering fact Ronald Wright has called the greatest mortality in history. Around 56 million people died in South, Central, and North America in the hundred years following the first contact with Europeans. So many were lost, in fact, that the ecological changes caused by their sudden absence may well have triggered the so-called Little Ice Age experience in Europe in the early 1600s. A Dominican priest named Bartolomé de las Casas witnessed and recorded some of the crimes of the Spanish in a short account of destruction of the Indies, published in 1552. Quote, 
Of all the infinite universe of humanity, these people are the most guileless, the most devoid of wickedness and duplicity, wrote the priest. Yet into the sheepfold there, ca there came some Spaniards who immediately behaved like ravening beasts. Unquote. Las Casas wrote of soldiers testing their blades by casually slashing passing Indians, smashing babies' heads against the rocks for no reason at all. Any Indians who resisted were hunted down and murdered. Those who stole food were beheaded or burned alive. To this day, native people in the upper Amazon refer to outsiders as pishtaco, which translates roughly to those who steal your oil. But they're not talking about petroleum. The term is thought to date back to the 16th century when Spanish conquistadors, such as Lope de Aguirre, first appeared in the area. Some of the Spaniards seeking a way to keep their iron weapons from rusting in the jungle humidity were said to have killed native people and boiled down their bodies for fat with which to grease their guns. In 1550 the Vatican arranged a debate between Las Casas who represented the rights of Indians and Juan Guinness de Sepulveda who argued that the Indians were not human and thus had no soul or claim to human dignity Las Casas claimed to have won the so-called debate in Valladolid, Spain, but if so, like the Vatican document in display in Casa de Colón, it was a paper victory. Las Casas wasn't alone in this outrage and shame at the behavior of these Christians. A group of Dominican friars recounted unspeakable atrocities. They reported... that children were being thrown to dogs to be eaten, women raped, men murdered for a laugh. You may be wondering what the hell was going on with the Spaniards, but their behavior, demonic as it was, was far from unusual for civilized explorers of their day. These men hadn't lost their way. This was their way. Quote, the enormities perpetrated in the South Seas upon some inoffensive Islanders will nigh past belief, wrote whaler-turned-author Herman Melville in a letter to his brother. These things are seldom proclaimed at home. They happen at the very ends of the earth. They are done in a corner, and there are none to reveal them. Unquote. In 1910, Anglo-English diplomat, diplomat Roger Casement spent several months among rubber traders in the Amazon. His account of the treatment of native people echoes Las Casas, quote, These people are not only murdered, flogged, chained up like wild beasts, hunted far and wide in their dwellings burnt, their wives raped, their children dragged away to slavery and outrage, but are shamelessly swindled into the bargain. History is full of accounts like these where the civilized meet the others. Other civilizations have been so less brutal, as the human sacrifice is favored by the Aztecs and Mayans, slavery in ancient Rome and several African empires, and the rape and pillage preferred by the Mongol hordes illustrate. Historically, those who see themselves as civilized see the non-civilized as less than human, and therefore disposable, for the mighty 
might makes right. Just as the Taino shared some core elements of their social, spiritual, and economic experience with other hunter-gatherer peoples around the globe, the Spaniards who perpetrated their genocide recognized similarly other similarities to their own world when they encountered the Aztecs of Mexico and the Incas in Peru. Like the Europeans, both the Aztecs and Incas were hierarchical agricultural empires ruled by delusional egomaniacs who commanded large, highly organized armies with which they dominated and disseminated the smaller scale societies within reach. When the Her Hernan Cortes arrived at the Aztec capital, Tenochtitlan, on November 8, 1519, he walked into one of the largest cities. Yeah. Dominated Halibanus armies with which they dominated and decimated the smaller scale societies within reach. When Hernan Cortes arrived at the Aztec capital, Tenochtitlan, on November 8, 1519, he walked into one of the largest cities in the world with a population estimated between 200,000 and 300,000 people. In Europe, only Paris, Venice, and Constantinople were comparable in size. The clash between the Spanish and the Aztecs was a clash between civilizations. This encountering a foraging society. It is a mistake to dismiss this brutality as human nature unless we accept the premise that the Spaniards were more human than the Taino. Were the actresses more human than the Taino? Uh, It is a mistake to dismiss this brutality as human nature unless we accept the premise that the Spaniards were more human than the Taino, where the Aztecs were human more than their victims. The Romans certainly believed themselves to be qualitatively. One of Darwin's greatest and most controversial gifts was to provide the scientific evidence that all human beings are equal.